Hey, what's up, guys? This is Finn. And this is Heather. And welcome back to a brand new episode of The Best You Nation. Where we're here focused on managing your drive so that way you can optimize the 24 hours that you have in a day and live elevated. Make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast on all of your favorite platforms. Five, four, a three, a two, a two, a two, 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 two. Drop that one and let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, we came out of it. And that's how we're starting today's show. We just did a dab. Yes, I feel like I'm in 2014 all over again. The goosebumps, it's real. So for those of you guys that don't know us, we are the best you nation. I'm Adler, and this young handsome lad is Finn. What's up, y'all? So Finn is uh well, I'm about to I'm about to spill your secret, Finn. I'm I'm sorry. Um I, it's not free as to tell, it's mine. So, so his name, the full name. <laughs> because now he's a world-class personified author. He is now the author of This Is Me. And it comes out this Friday, August 20th, after all the hype, after all this time, the one and only Stephen Finn Tiberius Foster. See, right there, right? That's, that's an official author name. Listen, you can call me by my real name. My name is Stephen Finn Tiberius Foster. You're gonna really that's, that's official. I love I love Tiberius. Tiberius is a strong like 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 uh, like uh. I gotta say it like I'm from Russia. I gotta say Phineas. it like I'm from Russia. Like Stephen Tiberius. Tiberius Foster. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It really does, man. I'm just saying. If you ever if you ever feel like changing your name legally and adding the Tiberius to and like. Is it is it Stephen Finn Foster or is it? I actually have a third name in there. Oh my God, there's a wasp in here. Okay. And guys, excuse this uh, <laughs> snafu. Uh, Finn is currently having a little bit of a breakdown, a meltdown, if you rather. <laughs> and this is the most manliest thing Finn has ever done. <laughs> God. <laughs> Why do you have to run like that? <laughs> you can add this to the bloopers. <laughs> the time that there was a <laughs> So, hey, the only thing is you, you'll probably have to bleep out a couple of things. <laughs> Why'd you got to run like that? <laughs> That's my question. I understand you scared. I get it. But why you got to run like that? <laughs> I don't know. I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I ran for real. I wasn't even, I'm being genuine, dude. 
you it's like you were running like Mr. Beans. <laughs> All over there. I'm just like, oh dude, I saw that thing fly. I'm like, no. This is when you gotta let Emily know. <laughs> oh is, it's excellent because you can literally just show her this. <laughs> And the fact that I screamed like a little baby. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's good. That's good, man. <laughs> uh, that's good. And you caught all that footage too. It was like, no, I saw everything. I was just like, why are you running like that? <laughs> <coughs> Where'd you get the towel from? <laughs> I grabbed it off the dishwasher. Yeah. Anyway. I thought I missed. That's why I got freaked out. <laughs> what if it's right there on, on your left side? Stop it! <laughs> Dude, I literally saw that thing go and I'm like, oh, hell no. All right. One, two, three. Hey, 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 guys, what's up? This is the Best You Podcast. And my name is Adler. And this guy, his name is Finn. Yes. So we are happy, excited, and tremendously grateful that you are tuning in with us on another episode of The Best You Nation. The Best You Nation presented to you by 24 hours in a day at Live Elevated. <laughs> Yes, thank you for the announcement. So, check this out, guys. Okay. We have, since he just said that the sponsors of today's video, I believe it's time for us to make a couple of announcements before we get started in today's episode, which is going to be a very, um, it's going to be a very good conversation and very in-depth, and um, it's going to just give us a little bit of insight um, of just, you know, the mindset of other people. But before we get to that, I, I kind of want to just touch upon a couple of things. First and foremost, touch on them. We touch, are graced. Touch, touch, touch. Yes, touch. We are graced with the presence of the Stephen Phineas Tiberius Foster. That is my name. Truth be told, Tiberius is not part of his name, but I feel like since now he's an official author, he should probably add that to his name and just make it just all the more official. And I don't think I don't think Phineas is part of your name either. But no, it just sounded right. It it felt good, like it saying feels it. Good. I feel like I'm a real Viking now. Like <laughs> David Phineas Tiberius Fosterkowski Shagadanda. Oh, okay, now we're adding other names. All right. Yeah, you no, know, no, Oh, it's a whole thing. I mean, you could be here all day. You should just, you know, do a whole episode dedicated I, to name. name my question is, how would your dad feel that you you dropped the foster part? They're so foster, you just add a little whiskey to it, you know. But that's you just drop the name. You just change it. You you're not carrying the family name anymore. That's disappointing. It's sad. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but on Friday, what we have coming out? What is Friday? What does Friday mean to you? It's not even just about me, it's about everybody. Yes. What I have to announce, guys, <clears throat> huge opportunity for a worldwide release. I've been talking about it for many, many months. 
honestly, I've been talking about for many, many years, and it's finally coming out. Worldwide release on Amazon, our number one platform, sponsored exclusively there because I'm going to be dropping huge. It's my book, This Is Me, Beating the Odds. I've been working on this project for such a long time. And yep. honestly, you know, it's it's a project that I, I feel like I get to share and open my book, so to speak. I mean, this is cliche, but open a book to talk about my story. And, you know, it kind of kind of corresponds to what we're going to be talking about today. And it's a part of my story. Uh, and, I, and I think that many people will find that this book will inspire them in their own unique way, which is kind of the goal. It's, it's, it's a conversation I'm having through my words. I'm wrapping around you and just hugging you and letting you know that you can embrace you. So I'm really excited. I mean, if you really, really want to, you can go to Amazon. And on Friday, August 20th is our release date for the book. And I, I, I can't, I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm like kind of like in the eye of the hurricane that that back part of the storm hasn't really hit yet. As far as like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a published author that I have a book published and it's available for you guys this week. Um, obviously, I have the time of us recording. This release on a Monday, so the book will already be available when you actually listen to this on the Monday. Yes. However, for those who know, we do record uh, a week ahead. So we talk sometimes in time of the prior dropping date. So, but that's not, that's not the point, guys. Make sure to go check out and go pick it out. Um, on, on, I'm sorry, on Sunday, Friday, August 20th. Whew. But so, with that, Ed Adler, how are you, man? I mean, I know you're asking about me. Well, how, how have you been? How's things going on in Chicago? Um, how's, how's everything treating you up there? First of all, I didn't ask how you were doing. You just gave that information. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, Second, I know, but, but you know what? Backspace, backspace, backspace. I'm asking you now to start this off with a conversation here. How are you doing, my friend? First of all, I feel like like I'm feeling feisty. You know, I've I've been up for quite some time, so I'm, I'm getting. I have a little bit of uh, a little bit of attitude, a little bit of edginess. You know, a little bit of uh, you know, I'm fear frosty. You know, I, I got it. It's 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 in it's in me. But the next thing I want to let you know, I'm not in Chicago, man. I am five hours very far from Chicago. I'm actually in the western southern region of illinois called quincy okay well see i'm coming at you i'm coming at you don't hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. i get hey, it hey, 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 i get it you're hey. a published author you can't be wrong about things my bad my bad my bad oh no um, i can be wrong about things <laughs> I, I was wrong about something off air a little bit ago too but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but most I'm not, importantly not stroking out no, no stroking out. No. Uh, but most importantly, I'm super proud of you um, for coming up with the book. I'm doing pretty well. I'm hanging in there myself. Um, COVID has been crazy. It's been nuts. Yes. And that's something that's just, it's, it's chaos in itself. Um, another announcement I just want to just put out there because we're still in the very beginning part of this. Um, we have something new on our website, don't we, Finn? We sure do. Something that we released on Instagram, don't we, Finn? Yes. Was that not? So <laughs> just kidding. No, no, hey, sure, no, man. I'm a tinker. I, I love no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying we have some big news here at the best you. We are now presenting to you what? Do, 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 do. The best brew. The best brew, which it's a play on words, obviously. But if you cannot tell, or if you're not 
feeling so clever and it's too early in the morning and you're still trying to, you know, figure it out. And you need a good cup of coffee. You may need a cup of coffee to wake you up. And if that's the case, well, guess what? You're in for some luck. Myself and Finn, we have come up with a wonderful idea and we are now selling or well, not selling yet, but we're We're rolling out the best brew, which is our own line of coffee. Now, look at that. Look at that. That is pretty cool. The fact that um, we have a whole bunch of different flavors and we're still in the talks of finalizing everything, but I just want to let you guys know that we have something in store for you and we also have shirts coming out very soon for the fall. So just tap in, keep keep tabs on us. And if you can, send, a, send us a message on Instagram or whatever so that way you can stay in touch. And we have a newsletter available consistently so that way you can stay in touch with what we're doing next and what are the next projects we have. Well, let me, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I wanna add something to what you said there, Mr. Adler. First of all, that event that you're talking about, that special event, I wanna call it something, I actually created something. Uh, it's called the Bag of Bean event, Bag of Beans event. And we'll have more details coming out about that, which is something you were just talking about, which you're not announcing yet. So we'll, yep. we'll get, when we cross that bridge um also one other thing i want to announce to you guys the best brew guys is we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we are just innovating and developing something because number one we're a podcast we are we're two guys who are all about revitalizing helping people rejuvenate and you know as healthcare workers we also consume coffee like we consume gummy bears or we consume water else we consume i don't know i'm just thinking of something on the top of my head i see gummy gummy bears on the counter dude that's that's where that's where i'll give you that it's fun hey coffee is consumed as the second most so sorry coffee is the second most consumed beverage in the world after water but what do you use to make coffee you use water so it's interesting that coffee is one of those beverages that everybody has to hold a cup from starbucks maybe a foxtail in the local area here in central florida Guys, the goal here is that we're going to be taking things to the next level. We're super excited. We have a, an elite team that we're going to be working with that's going to be partnering with us to make this project happen. Like Ooh. I said, we're inventing the wheel. We're not trying to, you know, blow your mind or anything. We just know that what we're bringing to you guys with a level of organic, universal kind of co- like locations that we're getting this coffee, these coffee beans from. We're super excited. We've got a lot more information to come to you guys soon. Make sure to go check it out on our website. You guys can do it today. You can do it any time of the week. Make sure to visit us at tbynofficial.com. You can also find that on our Instagram page. And uh, we'll post some more stuff on our story. But with that being said, Adler, you were mentioning something. And I feel like we are really in this time right now. You're all the way up in Illinois. I'm all the way down here in Florida. What's very interesting is that we're both in two different states, two different parts of the country You're much more north. You're much, you're very north and I'm very south. And obviously here in Florida, working uh, for one of the largest Christian hospital organizations, you know, we get frequent updates on what the numbers look like with our COVID cases. And, you know, you mentioned COVID and uh, dude, I have seen a lot of of just, it's, it's a lot of sick people right now with this season of COVID. Uh, I don't like focusing too much on the negative stuff. Obviously, there's nothing that I can do to ignore that. This, my eyes are wide open to this. We have over 2,000 cases within our own system that are positive. Uh, several patients in our hospital alone with 
I think like 70% of our patient population right now are COVID positive. Uh, that's a very large percentage of our patients. That's like 70 or it's like 70 out of a hundred patients are sick. And that's a pretty scary thought to be honest with you. And while that is a pandemic, while that is what we're going through here in Florida through the summertime, not to mention, we can only imagine what it's gonna happen when the wintertime comes. But there's something that's a little bit more underlining underneath the pandemic. There's a pandemic, which is physically going on right now, but there's something we talk about here at the Best Nation. We talk about the mind, body, spirit. Yep. There's part that we're gonna focus on today that I really feel like in our core value and our pillars for the Best Nation is the mind. And I think that when we look at what's going on right now nationally, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. Especially here in Florida, we've been experiencing a lot of cases, right? But there's a lot of cases of something else, and that is mental health. And I feel like what we talk about today is going to be very relatable to people, whether it's COVID-related, whether it's financially related, emotionally related, marital related. And as a disclaimer, we are not marriage counselors. We are not life, like we're not legal life coaches. We're speaking everything from personal experiences, the things that we're seeing, and also from some people that we have heard. So just as a disclaimer, we are not per licensed professionals, but we definitely want to bring this to the table because it is something that needs to be talked about. But with that, without further ado, Adler, I'm going to let you take the mic, man. I know you want to say something. You're getting a little antsy over there. Well, okay. So here's, here's the thing. The first thing is first. Huh. the pandemic has created a whole bunch of issues and a whole slew of things that we now face as um, human beings. Um, the pandemic, if you have COVID, you have to quarantine for X amount of days, which means that you can't, you know, pick up your mail or which means you can't, you know, uh, go outside, you, you can't, you have to restrict who gets to see you and who gets to treat you and who's in the same room with you. Like there's a lot of things that are happening right now with this COVID variant and the COVID um, just uh, disease just to very begin with. So the fact that um, you have uh, just two, two guys, myself and Finn, who are experiencing firsthand the patients and everything else that, you know, happens with them. We're also viewing and seeing a whole high incidence of uh, just more depression and more anxiety and just, you know, just issues that we, you know, typically, you know, we deal with, um, you know, on the inside, but you know, now it's getting to a point where like more consistently it's, it's, it's happening. And the question, um, which I wrote it down, is so when you're in that depression sometimes you think that suicide and you put that as an option and you think that it's the only option because you know you feel worthless you feel like you're less than you don't feel like um you know you, you feel just just you know quote unquote behind and I'm actually kind of curious, just you know, for you know, to ask you at least one, is do you understand or know why people like they leave their house and then they start to feel like start to struggle with the depression and they start to just struggle with just every just everything? And do you know why or what's the cause to 
you know, how they feel. I think there's a wide variety of like- There is a wide variety. No, you're right. There's a wide variety of the why. And I think this is a really, this is a very deep conversation a very in-depth. I feel like we're gonna go very in-depth is what is really the word right now that I can think of. Um, so there's a word that I, that I, there's two word, there's two, I guess how you would say this, there's self-worth and there's also self-evaluation. And I think a lot of times we judge ourselves harder based off of the self-worth instead of self-evaluating. And when you think about people who are struggling with suicide, um, I can actually, from a personal perspective, talk about it. Obviously, it was a little, I was a little younger, but it's still a time in my life that it was very difficult. It was very um, hard to be the person that I wanted to be. Now, of course, you could say, oh, well, you were nine years old. And it's not even about being nine years old. It's about being human. There's something that a lot of people can share in this wide variety. And that is the, am I really worth it? Am I a burden to people? Am I taking up space? So I think to an extent, it has a lot to do with how we view ourselves because we allow, a lot of times we allow other people's opinions of who we are and what others say about us to dictate the, what kind of person we are. We're not really living our own life. We're really living our life for what others have as far as expectations. So I don't know if that answers your question as far as like the variety that how most people approach suicide. Um, and if I didn't, let me know because I want to make sure I hit that, you know, this topic on point. No, yeah. And I mean, like, uh, that, that was a, that was a good response. Um, the, and I, I feel like it's just one of those things. Um, it's, how do I say this? It's, it's just one of those things that um, when you start to feel that self-worth, when you start to question that self-worth, when you start to doubt your self-worth, you right. start to have these ideations, these false thoughts that, you know, all right, I can't make it past this proverbial point. I can't mm -hmm. make it past this point. And because I can't make it past this point, I don't see another way out. I'm taking this. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, obviously it's, it's you know, nobody ever wants to see someone, you know, lose their life. But it's one of those things where um, these type of people, um, they usually associate themselves with other people who have the same, like, um, you know, same story or the same walk or the same mindset. Uh, and what I think what's most important is because they put themselves in those type of quote unquote comfortable situations, it is your responsibility to um, just, you know, first of all, show grace and then find a way to just create an open dialogue. If you can create an open dialogue, I believe that you can accomplish just about anything, but you, what, I was gonna say open dialogue as far as communicating. Communication is a key. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> right. So, okay. Yeah. The only reason, the only thing, the reason why I say this is because a lot of times people suffer with depression. People suffer with the ideation of suicide. They suffer and they do it quietly. 
They keep it all in here for fear that they might be judged, for fear that um, they might be perceived as not normal, for fear that, um, you know, just with their, their anxiety and stress and all that, like there's just this genuine, um, just fear, you know, so to speak. So you this, have to create an open dialogue because, this, you know, I want. I want to. I just want to cut in real quick and say something. The social yeah. society um, makes it that standard that you have to tuck away your suicide, your thoughts, your emotions that are related, your depression, your anxiety. I would want to say that one of the biggest things for me in my own personal experience with patients that I have, you know, in the hospital, even working with people, um, talking to these patients, one of the things that I always say is, you know, do you embrace yourself? Now I ask that question because I want to know what their root cause is for, not necessarily because I need to know, but I just want them to find that place inside them because I think that society lays it on us that we, like you mentioned already, that we're not supposed to express ourselves because it's wrong or it's people might think we're crazy or we are, we are, you know, an outlier of the world because we have these thoughts. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are very successful. And one that I really like to go is Nick Vojcevic. Nick Vojcevic is a very, very well-known world-renowned philanthropist who has no arms and no legs, just like a little, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen him. He's done the TED Talks. Yeah, he also is happily married and has two children. This young man, I've actually hugged this guy. It was very cool. I went to a, a conference and met the man. But this man wanted to commit suicide. But he's one of the most world-renowned philanthropists, motivational speakers, who goes out and he talks to people about his journey in his life. And he is mm -hmm. able to have a child, two children, and be happily married and do all the things that he wants to do. But imagine where his mind was. He had to talk about what he went through. And see, the problem is we become so victim to our situation. Now, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you, because there might be someone out here listening to this today. Yeah. There might be somebody out here who's trying to figure out, well, I'm going through this. You're trying to tell me what suicide is. Well, for those who are listening, I've, I've been there. I have been there, and I know what that's like. I know what it's like to feel locked up. I felt like that for many years. And I felt like I was a burden to my parents. I felt like that I was unworthy because of my behavior and the biological disconnect that I had from the birth from my yeah. mother. So there was already a, felt a feeling of rejection. And a lot of times we feel rejected. It's why people become the way they are. It's the, the situation that is present at one time that affects the way that we are for short term or long. And so someone out there might be listening to this today and going, well, I've been suicidal for five years. I just don't know who to talk to. And I'm not gonna mention names. Of course, there has to be a standard of a HIPAA violation and I don't wanna violate that, but I will tell you this. I spoke to a person and they were sharing with me that they weren't looking for medication because a lot of times we try to medicate to simplify and fix things quickly, right? But this person was telling me that they prefer just to get counseling. And we've mentioned counseling here before. We've yeah. talked about counsel from friends and family. It's all she wanted. She kept telling me that. And I thought it was amazing because when I was talking to her, I could understand and I could relate to her. See, when we can relate to one another, like you said earlier, there's a sense of comfort. There's a sense of he understands or she understands me. Yeah. 
and, and, and it's hard when you don't know what it's like. We sometimes it's one of those conversations where you can be as empathetic and be as supportive as you can. That's really the only way that you can really listen and be intuitive to these people because I'm going to go to an extreme. I don't know what it's like to be raped. And I know there's some people out there that I know that have been raped that are younger than me and older than I am that haven't had the peace yet to find that moment to share because they're keeping it within. And that's a whole nother. That's a whole. Kind of, yeah. But relatable. And there are times that I've had people tell me that they felt like getting rid of themselves of this world because someone hurt me and did this to me and it depressed them. They become very depressed, very anxious in sure. relation. Yeah. Well, okay. So, and you know, and, and, and what you're saying, I, I, I will piggyback to that, right? Go for um, it. You're, you're, you're saying that um, basically you have this, these feelings and these feelings send you into this despair, these feelings send yourself into this hopelessness. And the thing is um, you have to give, yourself grace you have to give yourself grace because grace is the only thing that you need in that those situations unfortunately I, it's sad that you know, you know things happen it's yes. so sad that things happen things that are out of our control things that we we have there's not much that we can do and um it's i bring this up only because uh you're beating yourself up and you're not allowing yourself grace because at the end of the day you have to give yourself grace and i think that's part of the reason why people get into such a despair and they, they choose suicide they choose it because it's not necessarily something that they want but because they feel like there there's nothing else that they can do let me ask you a question so you're saying give yourself grace yes who doesn't really understand what that may mean now, there are people that do understand, but for someone who doesn't necessarily know how to do this, how would you describe to somebody to be more graceful to themselves? So, for example, um, I'm going to use um, the bit, Bitcoin and the uh, Robinhood thing, right? Um, as everyone's familiar with, Robinhood is um, part of like the, the, these meme stocks and stuff, right? And back in March or February, there was this young, maybe 21, 22-year-old boy. And he made, you know, he, he made some money. He had he got a little lucky here and there, here and there. And then the market does what it normally does, it pulls back. So everything, you know, pulled back. And he ended up in like somewhere in the ballpark of like $20 million in debt. And obviously he doesn't have $20 million. So unfortunately, he inevitably ended up taking his own life. Mm -hmm. And now I don't know what he was thinking, but my assumption is that you're like, there's no way to get past this. There's, you know, I am my biggest mistake and there's nothing else I can do. And unfortunately, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily see it as that. Because the guy was 19, 20 years old, maybe 21 years old, who knows? But there's still decades of life left to live. You can find a way to, you know, pay off that, square up that bill. You can find a way to do a lot of things, but you have to understand that you have to give yourself grace first. You can't beat yourself up 
on a consistent day-to-day basis. You have to be willing to, um, you know, obviously sit in your, sit in those, those tough times. And, you know, for people who are struggling with depression, they don't want to reach out. So as a friend, as a person, as a, a person who, you know, I love to ask people, hey, how are you doing? And their response is usually, okay, fine, or whatever, something bland or something like that. But sometimes I'll poke a little bit further just so I can say, hey, how are you doing? I'm okay. You know, I, I hear you're okay, but I'm just seriously, like, how are you doing? And I think by us taking that stance, instead of just going with the automated, boring standard, how are you doing? Fine, everything's good, sky, whatever, weather, blah, blah, blah. Actually taking a genuine interest in the people that we claim to love. So you have to ask, hey, how are you doing? Like, for real, seriously. And when you're able to ask that question and open up a, uh, a easygoing dialogue, you'll, you know, obviously you'll put that person in a better emotional state. And you also let them know that there's somebody out there that actually genuinely, truthfully, wholeheartedly cares for that person, that individual. Absolutely. There's a, there's a song, and I think I mentioned this before, and I love what you're saying, man, because it, it really does. That is exactly the problem we run into. We run into this, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm fine. And that's what we say a lot. I mean, that really, if you want to sum this whole thing up is we always say we're fine. And I'm fine doesn't mean the same thing for me to you to the next person. I'm fine. Today for me, it could be wonderful. But someone else there on the next day, my, I know people who say they're fine and I realize they're not doing fine. And it's kind of like this. And this is almost like a, I don't think it's wrong to bring this up because this is an actual, an actual thing. So for my men out there and you ask your lady, how are you doing? And she tells you, I'm fine. She's not fine. And if we know that, that is a, that is just how, you know, there's, there's a level of there's a level of context when a, your lady tells you she's fine. There is a translation to, I'm not actually fine. I got something going on, yeah. but I let you know I'm fine. Well, and so pick up on, wait, hold on. But when you pick up on that connection, it's similar to our mental health. There's a song by Matthew West called Truth Be Told. And he literally talks about the idea of going up to the altar and if the hospital or hospitals are for the sick, then a church should be for the broken, spiritually sick, right? Someone who doesn't have that relationship with the Lord or has been falling away from the Lord or has sinned because that's what we do. We're human, right? Why is it so hard to get up to the altar and just raise your hands and praise the Lord? Why is everybody staying in their seats? Anybody who's done this, anybody's done that, anybody that's been through this, everyone who's going through this, anyone? Nope. A very small group of people will go up there to the altar. It's because we're afraid, even in the Lord's house, to because we may feel ridiculed or judged, because we're sinners, and because we say we're fine. When people are actually sitting in that church and that in that congregation of people, I can guarantee you there's at least 10 people out there who are going through depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation, but they go with I'm fine because it's easy. It's easier to do nothing about something, to do something about it because it requires work, it requires work. 
It requires work. It's true. Anything that comes out to be good requires work. I had to give my life to Christ. Okay. This is my last final point because I know you're on the edge of your seat, Adler, wanting to say something. When I gave my life to Christ, I didn't understand what was going on. I just knew I was at a point in my life. I was so angry, so upset. I wasn't suicidal, but I was very like angry, sad, mad, and just frustrated with every person that I ever came encounter with. If it wasn't for that moment, that encounter, I'm telling you right now, man, this, I would be living an entirely different lifestyle. But because I had the opportunity to be more graceful to myself and give myself a chance with the small drop that I had left, here I am today, able to share a book, a story about my life and the things that I've learned, and also get to do this on a weekly basis, seven, season, seven seasons in, almost on our eighth one, Yep. with 4,000 plus people listening to us. So this one goes out to all the people out there right now. I know there's someone out there who listens to our podcast that is going through something, and if I can let you know, Adler and I, we both love you. I'm getting a little emotional because this is something that I can relate to. And I can understand that we're all up here sometimes and we don't know how to voice what we have to say. We forget to be vocal because we're smothered. And Adler, you said a great, a great thing early, earlier. You said, where there's fire, there's smoke. Yep. So I just wanted to say that to you, whoever's out there listening to this day, this is your first time and you just happen to see the name of our episode or you see that we're talking about something that might be relative to you. Yeah. And so, okay. You're, you're absolutely right when it, when it comes to, to that. Um, I, I more so just kind of want to just touch on like the fact that like before you decide that, hey, this is this is the course of action I'm going to make. This is the I want to commit suicide or, you know, whatever. Like before you um, come to that, you know, final assessment, it, it's one of those things where you have to, you know, you have um, to one. I, I said already, give yourself grace, but you also have to understand what is the cultural stigmatism that is associated with depression and suicide. And you also have to consider as well, like just the overall mental wellness and overall mental health. So uh, when you're, you know, when you're coming at it from that, right? Um, obviously, uh, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my, my train thought up, right? When you come at it from that angle, right? When you're looking at the cultural bias and the, um, the mental health as a whole, it's always going to factor into who and how you approach your mental illness, health, health and wellness, <laughs> illness, right? Uh, obviously, oh. I know. Good. Obviously, um, you know, with with you, you, you nailed it on the head. Like people tend to hide that type of stuff because of the cultural bias that's associated with it. I can tell you from my, you know, standpoint. You know, I have. Um, I'm from Haiti and, you know, in the Haitian culture or maybe even just the Caribbean culture, mental wellness is not a thing. It's like, you know, like if I tell, you know, some of my family members in Haiti, you know, hey, I'm depressed. Depressed? You don't know what depressed is. Depressed, you, ha you don't have the luxury. You don't pay no bills. You want to do this, you know, this stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't ask you for all that stuff. I'm just letting you know that I'm depressed. And 
by you saying that it's like all right now they just kind of you know almost basically ridiculed you and it's like all right well i don't want to talk about it anymore i'm going to just keep it to myself and it's tragic because even the the people that we think are perfectly fine that are life of the party that are fantastic that are wonderful and we love to be around and they're hilarious robin williams at the end of the day committed suicide because he was so severely unhappy and the other thing that you have to touch on with suicide is you have to help help bring to light and help the other person realize that you know even though things are terrible right now that's not necessarily the case a couple years from now that's not necessarily the case a decade from now that's not nearly the case two decades three decades 50 years that's not that's not nearly the case and so you you have to be very mindful you have to be very mindful of of you know all of that you know even though you know even though um culturally speaking we, we, we don't like we don't talk about it like enough it, we're trying to help create the goal especially with this conversation is to help create a open environment where we can discuss things where we can you know have those uncomfortable conversations and we can ultimately grow and learn right it's definitely become much more common or in the recent these it's last months i would say longer it's been 18 months because i mean mental health is that i feel like is neglected and while we are on the verge of this you know pandemic really hitting hard again or has been not the verge it has been um it's important that we take a focus on this man mental health has really become a, a, a like i said in a very ignored area and it doesn't necessarily be clinical it's more so People have thoughts and emotions. We talked about this way back in the first couple of seasons, season one, I think, or season three, one of those seasons we did it. And I guess there's sometimes this lingering thought that we're inconveniencing people by telling them how we feel about what we really are going through. And like I said, that's kind of what I was coming from. That was my approach. I'm inconveniencing my family. I'm creating more problems. Because before I was adopted, my parents were, they didn't have no children. And then I come into the world and here I am now and I'm this little devil running around and cause, raising Cain in the household and doing things, you know, that are just- Raising what? Raising Cain, like hell, raising hell. Huh, never heard that one before, that's the one. Yeah, raising Cain. Okay. Um, but it's, but you know, what it is is that you, people that are broken, people that are hurt, that's, a way that most of us express we either we we lash out or we keep things tucked away inside because again we don't want to inconvenience or make you feel like you're a part of my burden and that is very very common so while we're talking about this today you know what, what we're, we're going over there's a lot more that we could spend more time talking about i feel like this isn't just a one episode kind of thing um, either you're getting on your edge of your seat, man. I feel like we're at a baseball game or a football game and you're just about to go, oh, so I'm going to let you take this one because he looks like you're ready to say something, buddy. Well, no, I, I, it's, it's just more so like if, if you feel as though, um, because like, especially when you're struggling with that, those type of thoughts and that mindset, you tend to isolate and isolation yeah. doesn't help anything. Isolation only it, it okay so isolation you gotta view isolation as darkness right so if you're depressed depression is 
Depression is darkness. Isolation now is the spotlight that you're now shining on that darkness. So instead of adding light and you know adding light and uh, adding more people to help you know, help you manage it because sometimes it can be overwhelming to manage on your own. Mm. You're now isolating yourself and then you're putting yourself in even grave graver more grave more grave danger because now you're you've isolated and you're feeling depressed. So now all you're left is is the thoughts that you tell yourself. And unfortunately, and I, I think I've said this a couple of times, I'm not sure, when you're talking to your family, your friends, your, you know, whoever it is, close friends or whatever, you, you, now it's you versus you, the thoughts that you have versus the other person. And the other person just cannot control what you're thinking or what you, how you feel, but can only address you from what, you know, how they can associate or, or whatever. So even the the toughest person in the world that we know they you know they can be uh they they can be going through stuff silently and just never really divulging that hey i'm going through this i you know i'm i'm struggling with you know x y and z just you have to be very mindful of the people in your everyday surroundings you can't just you know, think and pretend and hope that, oh, okay, well, everything, you know, everything should be fine. They're the life of the party. Everything's perfectly fine. I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I struggled with some form of depression myself, especially after 2017, when I told you about like all those deaths that, you know, I personally had, you know, in my head, my mindset was, all right, bury everything deep, 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 deep down inside. Unfortunately, when you bury things deep, 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 deep down inside, they come back to life. And they manifest themselves in a multitude of different ways. They can manifest themselves in a random, random breakdown where it's the smallest thing that you're, 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 you're sitting there and it's the smallest thing that you're going through. And all of a sudden you just turn into tears and just crying because you just, you, you've never fully dealt with whatever it is emotionally. And you just stuck it so deep inside. And unfortunately, it's kind of like a jack in the box. You can push it deep inside. You can close the lid. Unfortunately, there's still going to be that spring that keeps that potential energy. And, you know, the smallest thing can just set it off and spring it, uh, spring it forward. So you have to, you, one, you have to be, you have to form, so form a circle of trust or form people that you, know, you trust that you can, speak to and then not only speak to but be honest with yourself and you know just be able to go and talk to somebody even if it's not somebody that you're it's in your family or somebody is close tied with you maybe even a therapist a counselor you know just finding any person that is willing to sit down and just take a listen hear you out help you manage those emotions help you manage those thoughts those are the things that we need to do in order to help increase and help our wellness overall mentally. Mm. I love it, man. I love your example about the Jack in the Box. It's a very creative and very vivid way to put into perspective because that's exactly how it is, man. I mean, it's it's not, this is not, this is not something that is uncommon. No. I feel like the health, I feel like all of this is very, very, relative it's just the reason why it is so rare and why it's so uncommon is because so many of us have tucked it away that's why it's rare 
it's very common, but this is why it's so hard to talk about. Every person in this world suffers with some form of depression. Now, the question is, you have those that can say, hey, I suffer with this. And you have those that say, nah, everything's fine. Everything's, everything's cool. I just keep powering through. Now, powering it through, we, we, I think I saw something on Instagram the other day. We have to quit normalizing and glorifying people that are able to, quote unquote, power it through. Powering it through just means that you're not dealing with the issue at hand. That means you're pushing things back and you're pushing it on the back burner. But guess what? If you take all the 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 um fold the unfold or unclean laundry, the folded laundry, and all the dirty like plates and all the you know all that clutter, and you just stick it under your bed, the room is never truly clean because the moment that that bed moves shifts left or right from either the smallest little bit, now you see all the things that you were trying to hide they come to light. So you right. cannot consistently just hold things in and just hope and pray that they just, you know, things magically get better. The only way that they're going to get better is if you work through them by talking to somebody, by, you know, maybe even journaling, journaling, um, maybe even, um, you know, yeah, maybe even understanding and showing yourself grace, maybe uh, like realizing that culturally, the way that you perceived mental health, mental illness, maybe that could be wrong. You have to understand all those things about it. And it's not necessarily the person's responsibility when they're in de the, that, that depression. It takes your friends, your family. Like if then you start to act out of character, I need to point it out and say, hey, yo, this is not normally how you act. This, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, is there something I can help you? And not come from a place of like, no, 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 fix this, fix this, fix this. You're wrong. More so just like, hey, I'm concerned. I love you. I care about you. And I yeah. know you hurt. And that's why I don't want anybody who's listening to us today taking this as we're telling you. Because I don't think everyone, like I said, I always talk about this as one of my favorite things that I say, even in my book. I said, you know, we all have our own story. We all have a story, but everyone's story is different. And we don't want you to feel, and this is not the goal. The goal is not to tell you about what you're going through. If you're going through it, we're not telling you about depression. We're not trying to tell you about suicide ideation. What we are trying to do, though, is we're trying to encourage you to be welcomed by our environment and welcomed by our transparency here, because this is really what we do. This is this is why we're going against the social norms. We don't I don't personally care for social norms, and I'm sure either you don't either. But there's no reason why we should sit here and ignore what's something that's already something that's already being ignored already. Yeah. We want to provide to that. I mean, the goal is to make sure we're optimizing what our 24 hours a day we're trying to help people become the best for themselves and to live elevated elevation is going up de-elevating is not what we're doing we're elevating we're going up and so in order to go up we need to climb our mountains there's going to be struggles there's going to be moments where you're going to be stuck but when you're in those stuck moments you really find who you are but you need to do that with your corresponding people in your life the activities that you enjoy doing I personally tell most people, I always give them this quick, this is my last little thing for you because I, I feel like this is something that I feel like gives people a bit of perspective. I kind of draw a line and I say, this is zero, this is a hundred. That represents the years and the middle is a 50, which is 50 years. And like for me, for example, I would put my number down, I'm 23. I'm not even halfway to 50. And it puts it into perspective, like a hundred years old, dude, I'm not even a quarter of the way through my life. And to think that is how much time I've only been on this earth, I have 80 plus years left here. So it's incredible to think, actually a little bit less than 80 years because it's 
a quarter of the Hopefully. year. Almost. Yes. But my point, well, if I could live to 120, that'd be awesome. Um, but what I'm trying to get at here is this final point is that we are all going through something. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I had a really rough week this past week. Uh, I'm saying this openly because as a healthcare worker, I've watched a lot of sick people proning patients for them to breathe at least 92% on oxygen at high flow humidified air. It's a pretty scary thought. And just the amount of work and workload stress that we're all experiencing right now because of having to make sure we're taking care of our patients at the maximum level. We're pouring into people not at full capacity. I used to feel like coming to work at 100%, right? Now I'm, I'm in that mode. I'm at like 70%. So I'm doing the best job I possibly can as a provider, as somebody who is a clinician, healthcare provider, a healthcare worker. I'm coming at it with the mindset of, I got to take care of these people. And it takes a lot. It drains us. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, poor me. What I'm saying, though, is, is that this week I was mentally drained yeah. and I'm only speaking this out loud because I want to start this chain reaction now I as somebody who's on the show as one of the hosts and somebody who is strong-minded strong-willed determined motivated I had a rough week mentally having to get up every day four hours five hours of sleep pushing through and watching people sick that are sick that are dying that people are hurting people who need help yep. that takes a that takes a lot off that's a load that puts on you well and you, you know you know what's crazy is is we have been going through this pandemic and obviously there's a, a a genuine link and i'm actually very curious to see like how many suicidal attempts or ideations or things that happened throughout the beginning of the pandemic to even this point but more importantly, I, I would like to highlight my other colleagues, my other fellow healthcare workers, my nurses, my EMTs, my doctors, and all the people who are on the front line working with COVID. Unfortunately, there's going to be some residual, regardless of you know what what capacity you work in healthcare. There's going to be some uh, residual. There's a lot of people who are burnt out. Some people who are you know struggling with depression. Some people who are struggling with anxiety who tried to medicate with alcohol, who tried to medicate with other things. And this is, you know, our community. And this is, I, it's near and dear to me because these are people that I work alongside with. And, and I'm not saying that it's like going to war or being a, a soldier or anything, but we're battling something that we still have no grasp or control over. And these people that we work with, that we clock in on a day-to-day -day basis, these are people that like are quote unquote, our family our family away from our, our actual family. We spend more time with these people than we do with our own family sometimes. And that being said, like you have to, you have to be willing to open up. So like any nurse, any healthcare worker, anybody who's just struggling with depression, anxiety, or whatever, please understand that there are people and systems put in place so that way you can talk to somebody. And if you don't know the number, it's 1-800-273-8255. This is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And I'm not saying that they'll like, you know, be able to solve everything, but by being able to reach out to 1-800-273-8255, uh, 
8255. This will help overall um, manage the wellness. There, and there's a lot of options. There's, um, there's another one that I know of, and actually this is one that's provided by the hospital. And if you are, if you don't like to be the type of person, I like calling on the phone. But if you're like one of those that like to be on app, um, there's an app that was provided to us. It's called the Ginger app. You go to the app store, you log on, and you literally, you know, put your name, your, you know, who you are, and a little description, and you just do a questionnaire. And they set you up with a, with a, so there's a, there's a, what do they call them? A advisor. So the advisor gets you to the service that you need. And if you're going through something, you can speak to these advisors. The advisor gets you with a counselor in your local area. So if you're not the type of person who wants to make a phone call, you're always welcome to check out the Ginger app. I recommend it. I encourage it. And that's for all our healthcare workers. It's for if you're going through something, don't be afraid to reach out. I think that's one of the, yep, there it is. It's the Ginger, Ginger Emotional Support app. It's four out of five stars on, um, at least on uh, the Apple platform. And um, just, it's, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to just talk to somebody, let somebody know, hey, I'm not okay. You know, I, I'm one of my- You gotta, my you gotta, put, you gotta put the ignorance to the side, the fear that well, someone's- like, I wouldn't, I'm, I won't call it ignorance. I, I feel like it, I, I, the only thing I will say is you have to put um, aside that fear because that fear is what's um, like fear of somebody judging you, fear of somebody not being able to handle, you know, all of your demons or all of the things that you, you're battling with on a constant basis. Letting go of that and just being very conscious of who to share with and if you don't feel like sharing with somebody close you have the ginger app you have the national suicide prevention phone number there's so many different um resources and outlets out there for you you just have to be willing to explore them oh yeah and, and what i was trying to say the ignorance thing is i feel like a lot of people were like oh i don't need help that's what i'm saying i know people that will literally tell you and it's actually been statistically shown that men are much more prevalent to that we're very much like we don't want someone telling us how to live life or how you're gonna you can't fix my problems that's what I was kind of pointing out because a lot yeah. of times we will put ourselves in a position like, I got this ego, drop the ego. If that's a more, I guess, a little bit better way of seeing it. Well, yeah. I, I don't know the help is what I was trying to the get The only to. reason why I even said anything is because I knew what you meant. I completely was there with you, but I just wanted just to clarify it more so for the audience. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. No, I mean, I'm not saying that because I know I struggle with that. I have struggled with <laughs> letting my walls just go up and I'm like I don't need nobody telling me how to live my life I don't need someone telling me that I'm depressed or anxious or I've been through this but there is a time where you need to set the ego aside and take care of yourself a massage is great but a massage isn't also going to fix all or not necessarily fix but help you work through what you're going through so you have to take care of your mental state to be able to optimize your 24 hours you got to optimize your wellness and well-being also and so you have options and you know like we said in the beginning we're not necessarily we're not we're not practitioners of this but we are practitioners of helping people grow this is what we do we live to love we live to grow we live to help you become better being you and so all we're doing is helping you navigate through the resources that we've provided we try to navigate you guys to you know go to 
our podcast and subscribe and to listen to us on all your favorite platforms. We are here not to waste our or your time. Truthfully, we're here to make the difference one day at a time. And if we can impact one person, that's all that counts. We can have one person, it's all that matters. So what an episode, man. Like I genuinely truthfully feel like this is one episode that will resonate. I, I love the fact that we had that open dialogue. That's 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 beautiful to me, and that's something I appreciate for you know you being vulnerable and actually coming on and sharing your own battles and own struggles with it. You know, obviously I I struggle with it too. You know, you know dealing with COVID and you know we're we're putting a lot of people in unfortunately you know body bags and just it's been something that we've been on a constant wheel of just dealing with. But that being said, um, we have. You know, if this is something that um, you you found helpful, if you found uh, that you enjoyed it or if you appreciated it, um, we actually plan on doing a two-part series uh, in addition to this. Um, I guess a three-part series, but two more parts to it so that way we can kind of cover um, the overall mental wellness and mental health. Um, and just as a disclaimer, Finn or nor myself are um, a therapist or anything like that. We're just two guys who understand the landscape of the world and see where things are trending and see how things are going. And we're not afraid to at least mention and say, you know, that we're hurting, that, you know, we're going through the same thing that you are. And if you need absolutely anything between the two of us, you feel free to reach out to us. Um, I'm at 24 hours in a day um, and Finn's at um, Beeson Foster. And uh, we also have uh, the best your nation. You can reach us on Instagram at any point in time if you need us. And you know, again, I'll give you the phone number one more time for just in case if you need to uh, just call somebody and speak to somebody. And this phone phone number doesn't just work for somebody who is thinking of suicide. This is also something that you can also um, you can contact them and say, hey, you know, so-and-so's going through some things right now. And I think that they might pursue or go this route. So again, the phone number is um, 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. And this is the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline. And then um, Finn also gave us an app and it is called the Ginger Emotion App. Uh, emotional yep. support, emotional support app. So, and a lot of people, a lot of people at the hospital have used it. I know some people who personally used it and it has helped them significantly. And that's healthcare workers, nurses, practitioners. One more thing, if you really feel like it, if you really want to reach out to us personally, we have an email that you can actually send us, and we can help you. We can direct you. We can guide you in any way. Um, as this is a this is a trying time for all people. Um, if you go to, if you're on your phone, oh, this is terrible. Hold on. The brightness always does this to me. If you're on your phone and if you can see this, this lighting is horrible. You actually have the option to hit the contact option and it brings you to the connect with us part. And you can put your name, your email, a good phone number and a message. And honestly, we'll get back with you uh, within a, an appropriate time. Um, you know, we can, we can get with you. We can share with you. You know, we can talk to you. We would like to help you. Again, we're not like Adler says, we're not licensed therapists or anything like that. We just genuinely want to help you. We want to be able to do something through our content. 
if there's something that is, you know, we can do to bring you closer to something that's, that's more professional than besides us, as far as like mental health and like a counselor, we already provided you guys some resources, but we would be more than happy to be able to even pray with you, guide you and mentor you in a way that we can. But for right now, we just hope that each of you will take a listen to these next couple episodes. These, this three-part series is really going to kind of create a trio uh, or a trilogy of, of this entire mental health thing going on right now with our nation, with the world, and really just forever. You know, we, we, try, to, we try to focus on all those things. So with that being said, we're closing out today. We, we appreciate each of you for tuning in. If this is your first time, like I said, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms. Like and go follow Adler at 24 hours a day. Just reiterate that. And, you know, optimizing your 24 hours a day isn't necessarily mean you got to work out. There's a lot of content that Adler posts on his personal page that also is helping people revitalize and rejuvenate and get their life on track. So, Make sure to follow him. His platform is phenomenal. And um, we appreciate each and every one of you guys. And we love you for just being you, for sure.